Hello, and welcome to the Super Spreader Show with Trish and Susie. We're here to infect you with truth and hope it spreads like a virus. Something spread like a virus. All <laughs> <laughs> um, joking aside, we are here to clarify some things. Is that the right word? I would say that. Yeah, okay. Clarify and respond. <clears throat> You're so calm. I have to <laughs> choose my 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 words and my tone wisely. Um, I'm laughing, but I I take this seriously. Um, it's just been a wild four four day ride. I don't even know what day we're on, but um, yeah, we want to address some things that have gone on, and um, in case anyone else noticed that there is an episode missing, <laughs> and so um. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Well, are you, do you, I don't know. Well. You can go and then I'll. Um, yeah. So what I really, like, not that I enjoy um, being disciplined or getting any bad feedback or whatever, but we have said over and over again, and this is not the first time that you know, anyone has messaged us or, you know, that we've ruffled lots of feathers with the abortion topic. Mm -hmm. Um, some people came after us that we don't know them, but you know, so we know we get some, we get some, um, fighting words from especially people that are pro-choice. So we did on Sunday get a, um, long message saying we, um, we're slandering someone. Is that, do you, so, um, we just want to clarify. And as of now we did take down the episode and we are reevaluating and we just wanted to respond to this. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I really appreciate that people listen and I really appreciate that people who don't always share all of our same ideologies and our, you know, beliefs and stuff. Listen. Because I think it's good. I am all about healthy debate, um, talking about tough things, which if you asked me a year, a couple years ago, I probably would never want to do that. But at this <laughs> point, you know, I like to think that I've matured. <laughs> and um, and I do. I find it fascinating. I am um, always curious how people form their um, worldviews and you know, I'll, I'll, I'm a, I, I like to think that I'm a good listener. Like, I don't always have to be talking or anything. You know, I can sit there and listen. That's something I can do. Um, so with that said, um, I appreciate, you know, that people will take the time and they'll put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. You don't know what kind of response you're going to get. Yeah, So exactly. all of that is very mm -hmm. positive, even though it's hard sometimes if you're on the receiving end of mm -hmm. criticism or, mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> I appreciate, and I, feel like, you know, we can take this experience and take things that came out of our episode um, and work in the future to be more mindful of how maybe we say things and that we can remember that um, we, what makes, you know, I think an episode, a podcast interesting is to be able to share personal stories because you're not just you, you're not just giving anecdotal experiences, you're sharing real life, like and it helps our people that listen to us um, in ways where if they've gone through a tough experience or have an experience that, yes, it's real. Other people are, you can, you can find common ground. You can find a support system. And so um, we've always wanted our podcast to be about um, putting information out there 
And hopefully, you know, if parents or people that listen are, are, aren't aware of something, then they aren't, could be aware of it. And, um, yeah, we have our viewpoint and our opinion on it and we like to provide receipts and I put links, you know, when we say things. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all about, we wanted just to be able to talk again because we felt like for the longest time, no one could, nobody could have even conversations if you had different viewpoints. Cause then you just start throwing labels and terms and calling names. And, you know, so we're trying to recreate that, um, dialogue again. So I think, you know, that's an important point that we need to, um, be more aware of when we talk about, um, things, especially because we go to, um, we both have kids at a school that, um, we don't even, even though we may not say what school it's called and we may not specify a person's name that if you, you know, if you go to the same school, you're going to know, you're going to have a good idea of who, who we could be referring to. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, and I feel like, um, there was some good advice given to us about, you know, certain issues that maybe just need to be dealt with face to face. And, um, my whole thing is if, if that's what it leads to, that's really the point of why you would fight and address tough topics. Because at the end of the day, the only thing we want is what's best for our children and what's best for our school, um, and our community as a whole. And so I think, you know, you have to be able to take what people uh, may point out to you and try and improve where you can improve while at the same time not compromising your own values and realizing that people have their own opinions and they have personal relationships with people. And I would be coming to the defense of Trisha if I felt like someone was speaking about her on a public platform, you know, it's, that's totally understandable. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, on the flip side of that, I feel like I also have zero patience for adult egos when it comes to doing something that's harmful to a child and not willing to like take it seriously and brush it under the rug because you feel Mm -hmm. like it's a, you're trampling on, um, your job or whatever, you know? So Um, I feel like if this whole situation ends where we have a town hall meeting and we address the issues we have and things get changed, it will all be worth it. Even if nothing gets changed, it's like it was addressed. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to be. Exactly. But that's all we can do. Yeah. Because we're not the ones in charge. So, yeah, we may not get what we want. But, yeah, as long as things can be addressed and and parents can be. Taken, t- can be heard because I think the frustration that maybe was heard in our in that episode that we took down was you know frustrated parents who had gone either sent emails or gone and met in person and got either no no response or an insulting response or um, were told that everything is fine and they're that they're going to just keep doing what they're doing so what may have be, been heard and seen as gossip was a frustration mm-hmm. by three parents who just feel like their, their concerns fall on deaf ears. Well, and there's way more than that. So, um, that we know of, like, I don't even know how many that there are that we don't know of. Um, lots of people come to us individually. So it's like a good, huge group of parents that are not happy. And then on the flip side, (laughs) 
there has been some comments on that particular episode from people that don't even know us as in um, we've recently met them um, and really enjoyed that episode because a lot of parents don't know um, what social emotional learning is. And there's even like people that have made, because we talked about where the, where it started from and that um, it's actually, it was a good thing, right? So people, Christians have actually took SEL and made, made it in back into a good thing. But I just wanted to say that thank you for the ones that had commented or messaged us like that they really enjoyed that episode because I think parents just need to be more aware. And that was the whole point of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, my response to the message of, of us gossiping was at that exact moment. And this is where I go. Like, I love like um, the pastor um, Francis Chan, because I feel like I get slapped in the face when I hear a message from him <laughs> and I'm tired of like these milk, sermons from a bottle like I want meat and potatoes and that hurts like that hurts sometimes when you hear a sermon right and so I felt like it was almost like a refining moment reading those messages and um because y'all if you've heard any old episodes and how I address people um especially regarding my kids I go full force and and two faces like I don't I'm not a keyboard warrior I am like in your face um I've always been a fighter and I go red (laughs) I see red and I lose all self-control and that's not Christian like either I'm just telling you I am in my flesh a lot but at this moment it was such a conviction and I feel like it was the Holy Spirit just um touched me and it was like Bible brought to life with, um, was it Elijah and the coals on the lips? Was it Elijah? Anyways, when, you know, he felt the coals on his lips and it was like, um, I, it, my response is not, it was not me. It was the Holy spirit. And I was so grateful for that moment of not going to my flesh (laughs) because, and then I had to wrestle and it's like, I love Bible. It's not fun guys to be molded and clayed. And then, you, you know, this whole thing, because then it's like, again, I love the Bible. And it's like when Jacob wrestled God for like how long, right? I've been wrestling because I still want to put my flesh comments out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I Pride am, is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so I have been wrestling with that. And this, this is all just me and my personal walk with God. Like this has nothing to do with anyone else. Like, so I specifically wrote what I felt the Holy spirit was telling me in my response. And, and I wasn't all like this, this person in the comments, you know, put um, some biblical truth because I was like, well, maybe we were like gossipy. Like it was just like all this stuff, right? Like, well, I, like you said, if somebody was talking about you and it went public, I would tell you also. So I had all these convictions, right? Like, well, if people are knowing who are talking about, maybe that is, and I don't want to live not like that's not biblical. Right. And so 
I was in awe of the comment and I stand by that, but my flesh wanted to go, but, 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 <laughs> right. And, and like, I'm vicious. You know me, you've heard my, you've heard my stories. I, you know, go for the neck. And so, um, it's been a fascinating time for me in the wrestling and biting my tongue and yeah. <sighs> being molded. <laughs> by the potter i'm just kidding but yeah. yeah so anyways yeah and one last thing okay actually I had two things but i already it. forgot about it no. I'm an old lady but the one thing that um i have to say on our defense is and we had this happen because um when you go to a religious school or just in general even ch at church anything that has to do when you have a church community and people that you're, you reference biblical stuff or you reference doing things through a Jesus lens, doing things with the best intentions yeah. and always pointing them to Jesus. So like that, that was like <clears throat> what was kind of conveyed to us um, in this communication and in the email that the school did respond to you. Mm -hmm. That's how they were explaining why this kind of stuff can is okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And in my my uh, response to that is that you can put that phrase in front of anything to justify it. Yeah. That's not an answer because you can, you can say that about anything you do, that you're doing it with a Jesus lens. You're pointing everyone to Jesus doing this. And then there, that's your, it's a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it can, I'm not saying it's not, it's never not true. And I do think a lot of people do things with, and, and, and also let me, okay. I think that was my other point is that I want to make sure that people understand that, when when we when we were referring to the specific council or whatever, um, that we don't disagree that intent that it, the intention is there to do what's best for the kids that that this counselor loves our kids, mm -hmm. uh, the school also the school I, there's some there's more things I love about for me there's more things that I love about the school that my kids are at than I don't yeah um, but at, but I'm also I've also learned that. Uh, if I truly am concerned, you know, if I truly want my kid, what want what's best for my kids, I have to be able to be uncomfortable. I have to be able to bring up something and I'm still learning to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not easy, but like, if that's what my goal is, then I have to, I have to be willing, you know, to see something that might be an issue and, and have, be willing to raise it, to be willing yeah. to, to wrestle through it and talk, talk to the right people about it and do it with, with compassion, do it with an, with understanding, with grace, with compassion, that everyone has their different worldviews and viewpoints. And, um, hopefully the shared, uh, values of Christianity and showing grace to each other that you can get thing issues yeah. solved. Right. At the end of the day, I don't care <clears throat> even if it's us that does it, but I just, I would want the, the changes that we were discussing that are happening definitely in public school, but have it also seeped into Christian schools, even though it may not be much. Obviously mm -hmm. we had a story, we have a, a real life event that happened. It does yeah. cause damage, but I'm saying as a whole, even if things don't seem like it's that bad and it's worth it, it's going to be the, the, it's either going to play out where, um, hopefully we're wrong and it is just fine and they have a control over it and they know what they're doing and it's fine. Or it's going to be a reactive thing where something is, it's really going to start rearing its ugly head and it, and then you're going to have to, um, go back and try and fix it. And it may, may or may not be too late. 
that's just, you know, yeah. the risk you take. So I feel like, um, I don't like the, I don't, I, people need the Christian, Christian community needs to stop using that as an answer <laughs> because when you're dealing with social, in this case, when you're dealing with stuff that is affecting a child socially and emotionally, you need to have clinical proof that this is actually good for them. Not I'm doing it because through my love for a child and that it's, you know, through a Jesus lens. That's not a, that's not an, an that's not, that's not an answer. Yeah. And then there was some damage. <laughs> Especially when but, you have real, real life damage. So that's all. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, we're it, not misunderstood again as we're trying to explain this. But shit. yeah, when it comes down to it, of course, there should never be a personal attack on anyone's no. character. The frustration that we had was with the choices and the that someone had is making, you know. It has nothing and to do with them as a person. We don't know who's making the decisions. We, so. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Okay, but like, that's, where, that out there. That, that's where the frustration comes from. That's where... <laughs> Our issue is, and, it, and, it, and if it ever, if it sounded like a, an, a, an attack on a person themselves and on their, you know, um, legitimacy to have their position or anything like that, that's not what we intended. And that's not what we ever want to do. Um, except, again, if it's damaging our children, you have to, as an adult, you have to be able, and if, and if you've, and if you've, if you're, if you are the one that, you know, made a mistake, mm -hmm. you have to be able to um, listen to it and possibly make a change and, it ha and not think of it as it's a attack on you, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just... That's me. That's what I'm yeah, like us. We took it down. Like, we could so, yeah. like, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not, we don't know exactly how, how this is all going to play out, but um, we are aware. And I'm sorry, you know, if some people wanted to listen to it um, and haven't had the chance yet. But, you know, we'll, 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 it'll all work out. I, I have, I think, you know, if everyone's intentions are there, are pure and mm -hmm. are doing what's best for the kids, it's all going to work its way out. So. We just need to keep God centered. Yeah. And I've never prayed so much. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I mean, I have teenagers, so I pray a lot, but, yeah. um, you know, this is, this is what it's all about. It's our yeah. kids. And, yeah. and I mean, when you go into that field, you got to know any type of school field, right? Like you are with people's kids. Like this is our, God gave me my kids and I am not like, you know, I'm not going to let I mean, oh, I'm not going to let them get damaged, but it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, if I see red flags, I'm going to bring it up. Mm -hmm. And I guess the most frustration part is like just unanswered mm -hmm. emails or the BS answers or, you know. Just and brushing it under the rug. Like, yeah. But, and we had made that comment in the episode. Mm -hmm. I remember it's like, yeah, you know, we are just parents. We're not the educators. We're not the professionals. We don't know what we're talking about. That's that they, that may not be what they're yeah. saying. That's just how it feels sometimes yeah. when you put yourself out there and you take the time to to write a letter or an email or go meet with someone and you just feel like you just it's just not you're you're not being heard, like you're not being considered. You know, so that's okay. That's that. Okay. <laughs> you have anything else to say about that? No, there's a lot of news that has happened at the same time. 
Go. What? What's the first topic? Well, let me go. I know. I don't even know where to start. Like, there's it's so funny. Much, you're there's all. So we'll take stuff. five minutes. I know. To, it's, it's twenty. Minutes, yeah. No, it's twenty. Not twenty-five. Um. I mean, there's so many things that have happened since we had our last episode. Um. I would say. So I, I don't know. I kind of just need to say this one because it'll make me laugh. Um. <laughs> hopefully, it'll make you laugh too. So I came across this article from Fox News Digital, and um. Says Arizona school board member says district should reject hiring hiring teachers with Christian values because they're not safe. Okay, so I'm looking at the picture of the school board member, and she's wearing furry ears. So she's at her board meeting. (laughs) So I don't know how you can take an adult who's wearing furry ears at a who's on the board. I don't know you can take anything they say seriously, but that's just me. Um, But this is in Arizona, and. She is basically, they have a partnership with, um, so this is an elementary school. They have a partnership with Arizona Christian University where their teachers or the students who are um, in the teaching program can come um, help in the classroom. I think they get hours. They need hours. They need hours, right? So it's a partnership where they can have these teachers come into the classroom to get their hours. They get help and then they can possibly hire them as teachers when they graduate and get their credentials. So it seems like a pretty seamless, you know, partnership to me. But then um, this board member is uh, quoted as saying that um, I'm trying to find the part where she actually like says stuff about um, the the values. Um, but basically, what she was saying is that um, she was reading the. the so, so let me just, she's, she is part of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. There's three people on this board that are in that community. And she went on the website of Arizona Christian University and she did not like what she read about their core tenants or whatever their mm-hmm. values. And um, I screenshotted it. because This always happens to me when I'm like, I have an article up and then I, I should like highlight <laughs> where in the article I have to pull the um, quote from. Instead of trying to like fish through it last minute. But um, the one part that stuck out to me where I'm like, am I really reading this correctly? Is where she says part of their values. So she's referring to the Arizona Christian University's website. Part of their values is to transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of family, traditional sexual morality, and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. So... (laughs) Just to back up, that's what, she has a problem with it. I want to know how bringing teachers from an institution that is ingrained in their values so directly brings impact to three of your board members who are part of the LGBT community. Okay, so she feels that it's um, a threat to the LGBT community that Christian, uh, that students from a Christian university could possibly bring in their values of traditional lifelong marriage between a man and a man and a woman and just value, you know, family values. And I'm like, <sighs> I, so the long story short is I texted Trisha cause I was like on a road trip. Um, and I said, there's just, it's like, you'll read stuff like that. And then something will just like click in my head. And we're also going through, uh, we've talked about this multiple times in Bible study, the kingdoms of Judah and Israel. And when they were divided and how they rebelled against God and God sent prophets to try to warn them and they didn't listen. And so then he just let them 
um, have he let the evil just work its way through. Yeah. And he always planned to redeem, but it's like sometimes you, mm-hmm. and what we were just saying before we started recording is sometimes you have to just let, sin has consequences. Yeah. So even if you, you know, sinned before and then you turn back to God, you still, it's just, that's life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's free will. That's what mm-hmm. God gives us free will. So, um, I just kind of had this thought that, you know, maybe we, we need to just let, um, these, let, let the, I, the progressive left have at it because if you're promote, if you don't want to have Christian teachers or teachers who promote marriage between a man and a woman, fam- family values mm-hmm. and promote and family life. And instead you want to promote, um, a lifestyle that does not produce children. Mm-hmm. If you want to promote transgender stuff in kids where they're cutting off their reproductive organs because they don't believe they're in the right body and won't, won't be able to produce children. You're basically having a whole ideology and a whole culture that's um, not for the reproduction. Like when it comes down to biology, Yep. So you're eventually going to just depopulate yourself. <laughs> and so I was kind just, of like thinking, yeah. is this just God sitting here and being like, you know, I tell you guys what you're supposed to do. And if you don't follow my design for humanity, where you have to have a man and a woman and, a, and, and the way I designed it to be married and then reproduce children yeah. who will carry on those values. And that's how the circle of life works. If you're not going to follow that, then you're not going to ex- exist pretty soon. <laughs> Because the flip side to all of that, that what I read was in Texas, <laughs> they have a bill being introduced called, what's the bill number? Um, it's like one. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why do I look? Oh, HB 2889. Oh, it provides families with property tax relief based on the size of their family. The bill provides tax credits for families with both biological and adopted children. So the essence of this bill is if you stay married, you get married couples get a 10% tax credit. Then if when you start having four kids, it jumps to 40% and then it go jumps 10% more. So when you have if you have 10 kids, you're going to you get 100% tax credit. That's what this So you basically have one the one ideologies being pushed in our culture of, you know, um, anything goes chop off your balls if you want, if you mm-hmm. feel like a woman, you know, and it's not, there's not, at the end of the day, there's, it doesn't promote the reproduction of life. And then you have <laughs> the other side that is promoting getting married and starting a family and having a big family, and staying being married and multiplying and <laughs> yeah. staying married mm-hmm. and getting tax credits. So mm-hmm. my thing is let's and see how neighbors. All, let's see. You're right. Yeah. Arizona, Texas. Yeah. So let's see how this all plays out. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, we maybe just need to be quiet and let people have, 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 you don't want people to be, you know, that like the reason I'm not that we won't be quiet is because children are being damaged. Right. So we can't be quiet, but, but in terms of like playing, not playing, seeing the long game in in this, um, it may just be, (laughs) we may just not have to worry about it in the next, in another, in a couple generations. Cause the other thing that came to my mind is China had their one child policy yeah. and now they are scrambling. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with life. Yeah. You don't do that to people. And you, and the problem was, is that they were called, they, they had one child policy. And so the families wanted a, a, a male to carry on their family line. So they, I mean, million, I can't even, I don't, I don't oh. even know how many female baby, babies in China have been aborted mm-hmm. over the last how many years for mm-hmm. this. And now you have like 30 million 
extra men than women. And now you have families who are um, coming to a family with a daughter and that family with a daughter in a communist country <laughs> is being a total capitalist and saying, well, our dowry is worth this much money because we know that women are in short or, you know, in high demand right now. <laughs> I mean, it's the circus, yeah. you know? So like all of that playing out, it's like, maybe we just need to be quiet <laughs> and let it work its way out. Work it. And the crazies will just eventually dilute themselves <laughs> off the planet. I don't know. I mean, that's just, you gotta, because otherwise I just yeah. cry. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. We just need to keep report, reporting so. like the states like Tennessee. Like we need to report yeah. like all of the wins. Right. Because Texas, you know, they, um, I was going to say legalized abortion. Um, no, no, they banned it. They right? banned abortion. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. So they, you know, like, and then you see where the next steps are coming. Well, Tennessee is the same way. They banned the mutilation of children, like mm -hmm. even um, medicine, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. there are states and it's just hard because we live in California and we are literally doing everything the opposite like we're inviting the tennessee families to come and mutilate your child here mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> come abort your baby here like yeah. so you know again bsf we were talking about um you know mother nature and you know y'all know i think we do try to manipulate the weather but our the government does but at the same time god is the controller of mother nature and you see the destruction right now <laughs> kind of all over. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Um, and the good people were swiped away in the Bible too. You know what I mean? And I'm just thinking, but you know, our end game is heaven. So I mean, <laughs> California is just, you know, I, and yeah. uh, I, I sent you a video of Lila Rose and she had I haven't seen it an amazing, it's like a three minute speech, but she goes, um, I, I wanted to play if we got into abortion um, because she talks about California and I think most of our listeners are in California, I'm assuming, but um, to not give up on California because I want to. I know. <laughs> I'm... I I want to go to Texas now. I want to go to Texas and, and see if kids. I can have more kids and um, own a farm. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I just want to go to a state that has my values, mm -hmm. morals. You know, it's like crazy. Okay. Well, yeah. And I put this on our story yesterday because I cannot. I'm like, I, I'm reading this correctly, right? Where it's not enough that these states that have banned the abortion pill where we're, we're wrong. So Walgreens, See, um, yes. ha, you know, they're trying to push this thing where mm -hmm. they can dispense the abortion pill in their pharmacies. And there's been a lot of fight, you know, and especially in um, pro-life states where uh, they've decided not, not to do it mm -hmm. in, in states. So California, this has nothing to do like California. You can still kill, kill your babies. Don't worry. It's a killing baby killing factory here. Yeah. It's a sanctuary for baby killing yes. in California. But that's not enough because now our governor is saying that they don't, we're not doing business with Walgreens anymore because of the decision, decisions they made in those other states to not uh, dispense an abortion pill. And you're, yeah, you're reading that correctly. So 
<laughs> we kill babies here in California. And if you kill, if you have a business and you don't kill babies in those in other states, you don't get to do business in California. That's yep. really what he's saying. He's, mm-hmm. He uses all the terminology about women's health and women's rights, but that's really what, what it is, what he's saying. So... Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I just, you know, it's, it's going to be fascinating if God doesn't, you know, destroy, doesn't end it all pretty soon. But if you, I, I, it's going to be very telling. I think even within a year, how this, the states that have chosen life. Yeah. One year versus the states that are, are choosing death and how that's looking at, it already looks already for anyone paying attention, but I think it's going to become more mainstream, obvious to, to just mainstream culture that doesn't pay attention that closely. I think it's gonna be a Did, so more clear. Right, <clears throat> excuse me. Right now, Chris Chris Rock has a major Netflix stand up comedy, and I think he addresses the Will Smith thing and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I don't have Netflix, and I've only seen clips that people have posted. But did you see what he said about abortion? So he's no. for abortion, but these these superstars are like calling it for what it is and i think that they are time is up for um sorry i'm trying to look it up as i talk um let me see if benny johnson has it um they are just saying what like they're calling it what it is i think their time is up these celebrities in hiding the fact that they're killing babies like it's it it's time for them to come out right like do you know what i'm saying like i'm pro-choice i'm pro-abortion it's words that are desensitized mm-hmm. and oh he was saying that no 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 oh. i'm saying oh. but so i think it's time for now the exposure mm. they, they are um full-on moloch and you know what i mean and um and it's i'm not saying it's only democrats but i mean if you're a liberal these are the people that are 100% on board, especially in California, with, you know, um, even up to after birth. 100% Democrats said yes to killing the baby even after birth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to reevaluate if you're a Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, there's there's bad on both both sides. And I don't even, I've said this before, I don't claim to be Republican. I'm a conservative, I'm a Christian, you know, um, because there are really bad Republicans also. And so um, I just wanted to put that out there because, but if it's your party, that's a hundred percent, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's time to reevaluate. Well, yeah. And and I know it used to be, there's all there, there, it was always understood that, um, Democrats were pro-choice. Correct. Okay, this is what they refer. I, I call it pro-abortion, but they call yeah. it pro-choice. Um, but it was never a party platform yeah. until recently. Mm-hmm. So now it is. It's a part. It's it's the Democrat Party platform is abortion. So that's where you have to ask yourself, as a Christian liberal or Democrat, how you can use that to, those terms interchangeably. <laughs> I, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> And I wish I could find this Chris Rock bit, but should I play Lila Rose as we come to an end, or do you want to do something else? Yeah, I mean we can we can um, the, the other the two other things mm-hmm. that Go ahead. were in the news this week that are just 
for us, it's like we've known about yeah. this for since the beginning, but it's nice that it's coming out now into mm-hmm. mainstream. Um, was you know the January six footage that was released by Speaker McCarthy to Tucker Carlson. I do think that I don't understand why only he got it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't. Um, mm. I think that they're they have a reason for it, but I'm just saying like. In my per- in my perfect world of how I think media should all <laughs> yeah that's what that's where that statement comes from is that I feel that all the media should have gotten it, um, but I think it's been pretty made pretty clear to all of us that um, the mainstream media is going to for- frame it however they want to frame it, and it's Correct. just giving them more. So you yeah. have to give it to someone who's not who's not going to do that. Um, and it's funny because they're saying that he's framing it yeah in one way, and yes, you can take clips, but I mean the fact the point that everyone's missing is that these clips were not shown before yep so you can't be the party or you can't be the side that's that's complaining about framing um a narrative by choosing select clips when that's what you literally just did and people have been in jail (laughs) for two years over it and now that there's this Mm -hmm. footage that could exonerate them Mm -hmm. i mean they're still there even with this footage out there that is made clear that this was the, the way that these people were framed in the media as being violent insurrectionists are were clearly not. So it's you know we, the videos that I that are I've seen are not a surprise to me because I feel like we've taken the time to find other footage outside of mainstream media that led us yeah. to believe that um, mm-hmm. what was actually true and that a lot of this was sensationalized to. Um, allow an unprecedented fight on domestic terrorism when I, is what I think it yeah. was ultimately the purpose of it because it, because it's why you have both sides, Republican and Democrat, that have a problem with it. Yeah, have a problem with this new footage that's leaked, and that's where it's like everyone's arguing about that that happened, and they're, I feel like they're missing the point that like in any other <laughs> era that I've been born, this is like such a huge story that why would not all the media be all over this why why is the mainstream media like fighting to not have a story (laughs) like it's just it's blowing my mind and you're just like okay yeah they're 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 done they're bought and paid for like they don't even want to they don't even do their job like they just they were given the narrative and they gotta stick to that narrative and even though there's a major story that they could you know create a whole nother they're they are owned by (laughs) who they're owned by and they can't so I don't for know me, it's just such a clear <laughs> what a joke it is. Like, I don't know. Um, and I so. didn't even hear, I guess they were saying Josh Hawley was running scared yes, or whatever. I saw that clip. And yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. He was the last person. So, so if you, if you don't know what we're referring oh, to sorry. and I'll go, I'll go find um, the clip, but Basically, back when all the all the stories were being put out there originally, <laughs> they were showing a clip of Senator Josh Hawley, who's a Republican, running out of the Senate building mm-hmm. or wherever the room they were in. And they were making fun of him. Right? And then when you play the whole clip, you see that everybody was being rushed out from where they were, and he was the last person. Mm-hmm. So this is like a just one example. Of one what of many. Things taken out of context. You're only seeing certain parts of a clip. You're only seeing certain angles. And now that um, the American people are able to see more footage and you have both sides of our 
Congress fighting against it and the media fighting against it. You're like, why? That's where that's what need what your concern needs to be, <laughs> because I don't know, you know, if we're in a free America anymore. No, right? We are not. And then the other um, major story is um, they're having these hearings now about um, COVID. Yes, and they had a panel. With uh, Robert Redfield, I think his name is. He was the former CDC director. Yeah. And uh, he's giving testimony along with other um, colleagues. And they're, they're being asked about um, the Wuhan lab. Because remember, the whole thing was, this was come, came from a wet market, came from a bat. Um, and now, you know, and then the, you had the other side saying that this there is a Wuhan lab for vi- virology. <laughs> That, Sorry, uh, I don't know why it's plain. Where it came from, uh-huh. and that was that was just you know a total conspiracy theory, and so it's interesting now when you hear testimony, and um, I think we have a clip from Dan Bongino this morning with um, the CDC former CDC director's testimony. I tried to get it as close as I could. Right. Okay. Here we go. at all. Now, why would Dr. Fauci and others cover up the obvious? This thing came from the lab. Well, Dr. Redfield, this is the coup de grace of this entire hearing. And it said so matter-of-factly, too. Redfield's asked about why Dr. Fauci would cover this thing up. He says in the beginning, listen, I can't get in a guy's head, but I can tell you what I know for a fact. The United States government funded gain-of-function research that would manipulate these viruses to enable humans to infect other humans. In other words, we created, and our money helped create a super virus that killed millions of people. It's only the biggest scandal of our time when it comes to, at least when it comes to public health. There's so many scandals, I got to put an asterisk next to it. But he says something at the end about who funded it. Does he say the DOD here? Department of Defense? Listen for yourself. Given what we know now and looking at all the conversations in February of 2020 and before the release of the paper, do you think that uh, Dr. Fauci used this paper to hide the gain of function research created, that gain of function research created this virus? I can't talk about Fauci's motivation. Do you think that the paper does hide the truth? I think it's an inaccurate paper that basically was part of a narrative that they were creating. Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory. I got 20 seconds left. Dr. Fauci was affirmatively told in, told in an email that uh, NIAID had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan uh, Institute through uh, EcoHealth Alliance. He, he was told this in January 27th of 2020. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Department of Defense 
What the? Department of Defense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, WTF is correct. Amanda. What? I'm sorry. I love yeah, to hear I the do. reactions. Yeah. Because it's something so serious, but it actually makes me laugh yeah, a I little mean, bit. Because they're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put a link on our show notes that has all the clips from this okay. testimony. Well, all the, all the important clips um, for you to view for your watching Thank and listening you. pleasure. And I will say one more thing, because I thought this was the clip that said this part. But um, I'll just quote it from the article that um, he said, um, three things happened in the lab. One was they deleted the sequences. Oh. Highly irregular. Researchers don't like to do that. So they deleted the, I guess, gene sequences or COVID sequences, whatever. Okay. I'm not science, but I know. Yeah. I've okay. heard sequences. <laughs> okay. Um, the second thing is they changed the command and control from civilian to military in the oh. lab. Okay. And hi uh, he said, highly unusual again. The third, which is very telling, is that they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. Clearly, there was strong evidence that a significant event happened in, in that laboratory in September. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing to see here, people. Your tax dollars didn't just <laughs> fund a worldwide super virus, but yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> nothing to see. Okay, do you want to end this um, stay and fight for California? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> so it's Lila Rose, and she is a pro-life rock star. I don't know. Anyway, so um, California March for Life just happened, or they met mm -hmm. in Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. So this is her speaking in front of the crowd, okay? Here we go. I want to tell you the story of a great state a state of limitless opportunity. Brave settlers charted a rocky course through mountains and deserts, through snow and ice to make it there. There they found beauty unparalleled, rich earth, bountiful oceans. They built something incredible. They were adventurers, pioneers, and dreamers. They dreamt the California dream, and they built a state where people could prosper and flourish. Missionaries also walked up and down this state, founding our California missions. They founded communities, small settlements built around faith, around churches, around family. A few of them you have even heard of. San Diego, named after St. Diego. San Francisco, named after St. Francisco. Los Angeles, named after the angels. And Sacramento, named after the most blessed sacrament. These were once communities of shared purpose and identity. Their shared purpose made them great. Together they valued children and marriage, hard work, ingenuity and freedom. They practiced their faith and honored God. Today, we are 40 million souls strong in California, men, women and children. I, like many of you, are a proud daughter of California. We are daughters and sons. But in my lifetime, I have watched our state utterly destroyed by political leaders who despise the very things that make us great. Instead of inviting families to live the California dream and care for their children, our governor is inviting families to come to California to kill their children. 
Proposition 1 just passed, permitting the slaughter of full-term babies, and we are all complicit. Our tax dollars are being spent by our politicians who are killing our children. Our governor has just signed into law the mandate that every college in this state must distribute the lethal drugs that kill children, turning our dorm rooms into death chambers. We are killing our dream. We are killing our future. We have entered a nightmare. We have a choice before us today. Will we speak? Will we fight? Or will we flee? Don't leave California. Stay and fight. Take back this state. Victory is possible. We face a daunting challenge, but every daunting challenge is a limitless opportunity in disguise. In my father's lifetime, as a young boy growing up in California, we had a governor who had a radical conversion. Ronald Reagan once defended abortion in California. As, as governor, he signed into law the permission of abortionists to destroy their prey. But then something happened. Change happened. Governor Reagan changed. He repented. He became pro-life. And as president of the United States, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation of the Unborn Child. He declared, as president of the United States, I do hereby proclaim and declare the unalienable personhood of every American from the moment of conception until natural death. California governors who become American presidents can change. Governor Newsom, repent, open your eyes, stop killing the California dream, the California promise, stop killing our most precious, our children, repent, wake up. Today, we send a message loud and clear to Governor Gavin Newsom and the corrupt politicians in this building who pretend that we do not exist, but we do exist. We are not going to going away. We will multiply. We send a message to the corrupt politicians who serve the abortion industry and the culture of death. We are not leaving. We will stay. We will multiply and we will take back this state. We also have all the guns. <laughs> that, was good, that was a good ending for them. Sorry. We have lot, true. lots true, of though. guns. We just went grocery shopping when we were in Las Vegas, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Lots of groceries. <laughs> lots of groceries. I'm so glad that you got some groceries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, you all. <laughs> You've been listening to the Super Spreader Show with Trish. And Susie, you can find us on our website, superspreadershow.com, Anchor FM, Spotify, Instagram, and Tree Social. And please share our podcast with your family and friends. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>